honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Um, our agency has, has started shifting our focus um, away from, from anyone with above 50,000 followers purely because the authenticity evaporates as soon as you get above those levels. It becomes, it's not it's not 100% of the time, you do get the odd golden nugget influencer who's able to produce authentic engaging content with over a million followers, but it's rare. What you find is that the, the smaller guys, the guys who are doing it because they actually like the product um, and doing it for the reason of wanting to create something, those are the content creators that resonate with the audience and create content that actually works. And not only that, then you can take this content and you can run it on paid ads. And that's the beauty of it because it, it converts so much better than the content that is shot in a photo studio um, by a professional photographer. Because this content is created by people who love the product and people who already know how to engage with your specific audience. So it's like a golden triangle um, engaging with the right types of influencers, the smaller ones who actually have the authenticity. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm extremely excited today to have on both Morris and Paul from Goat Shoe Care. Um, it is really dope. Um, everything that they have going, it's really cool. Uh, we actually, the first conversation we ever had was uh, through Instagram and through Misfit Kicks and Goat Shoe Care and Goat Ambassadors. Um, and it's awesome that, I mean, everything that we have going today um, and everything that a lot of people, young people have going today has been built on social media and like relationships that we're building today uh, between the, th the three of us here are, is because, I mean, one day I decided to DM Goat Shoe Care and it kind of worked out. And now look at this. It's hopefully it's a long lasting relationship that we can all work together and um, their product works extremely well. If you haven't seen um, one of my videos that I posted on IGTV on Misfit Kicks, go and check it out. Um, I also have some more content coming out in regards to the brand itself, but I want Morris and Paul to actually introduce themselves and tell them, tell you guys who they are, why, what they do, and why do they do it. All righty. I guess I'll take the lead on this one. My name is Morris. I am the founder of GOAT, greatest of all time. Um, first product we launched was a few months ago. It was a shoe cleaner kit. Um, background on me. I uh, graduated uh, from Baruch College in a finance uh, major. Uh, been in the online space for quite a while, um, and uh, I just, you know, saw the power of and the, and I guess the need in the sneakerhead community. They were underserved. Um, no one was really doing a phenomenal job, I would say, with the social aspect and that sneakerhead lifestyle. And I, you know, I wanted to seize that opportunity and, uh, and we came up with the uh, GOAT. So cool guys. Uh, my name is Paul. Um, I'm based in Cape Town, South Africa, and I'm managing the social media and influencer marketing for GOAT Shoe Care. 
Um, I run an influencer uh, marketing agency called The Brand Army, and we're basically um, helping Morris and the GOAT team to grow our presence on Instagram, to form relationships with influencers and uh, sneakerhead community in a, in a way that allows us to build out our products uh, specifically for the audience and the market that we're trying to speak to. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think it, it, there's a lot to be said that you guys are in different markets um, and you guys come, I'm guessing, from different backgrounds. Um, I do want to say, um, for those that are listening on iTunes or Spotify, Paul just got a good pump in. Um, he looks massive right now. If you need to go check him out on the YouTube channel. Um, but anyways, uh, I do want to chat on how you guys like, how'd you guys even find each other? And how has the, I know this is young, but how has that relationship worked with Paul being on the other side of the world from you, Morris? So how did we meet? Uh, it's funny because when I, when it comes to the social media agencies and finding them, the best way to find them is really them finding you. And that's exactly what Paul did. You know, he had a retargeting ad on Facebook. We ended up connecting. I sent him a, you know, a contact uh, info. We had a call just like we're having now. He told me about his uh, company and uh, he just had, he, he should go through the analogy, but the analogy that he had on, on this huge explosion that we're going to make through social media really just was like, yeah, this is what I want, you know? So nice. uh, he, he's definitely sold me on the idea and he's been coming through for, you know, so we, we've been working now for how long? This is on to month two only. But it, yeah, halfway through month two already, yeah. We're just a little bit into month two. It's okay. amazing. The, the progress and, and all that's been happening in, in these two months are just, it's awesome. It's exactly where we, you know, vision the brand, you know, growing and, and, and going. Is there any struggles, and um, you guys don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but is there any struggles of, hey, um, when Paul is putting in the work, Morris, you might be like, yo, I'm, I'm tired right now, or I, I've finally decided to close my laptop, but Paul me needs me to do this, or something like that. Um, is there any struggles with that time difference, or are you guys kind of on the same page where you guys know, hey, I need to get this done right now because... Um, it's good for the brand. I mean, I've had to get used to uh, working with people in the States, obviously, because of the nature of the, uh, the business that I run. So it's, um, it's interesting. You'd think that time zone would be a big issue, but it doesn't actually end up being an issue because what needs to get done gets done. And um, if it's never a matter of Norris and I need to be doing the same thing at the same time. And uh, in general, it's never been an issue. I don't know about from your side, Morris, but I, I found it being pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, and I think if, if Paul could tell you, I just, whenever I have a thought in my mind, go on Skype, boom, 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 send them a message, when he answers, he answers. but just so that's I don't awesome. forget about it, because that's what happens, you know, you have an idea, you're like, oh, this is a great idea, first thing I do, get on my phone, type it out, and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. the best way to operate, right, it's spontaneous, you get these the ideas across, and you execute them as they come, I think that's the best uh, working relationship you can have. Exactly, exactly. And then like moving into like more, it's like you actually saying, hey, um, this is something I want to do. And this is something obviously with a finance background, you had, um, you're, you're in New York, correct? Correct. Yeah, you're in New York uh, with a finance background. You could go to Wall Street, but you decided to start your own thing. Why is that? And what, what in the back of your head was kind of pushing you to kind of say, let's do this? 
Yeah, so um, my so for the past um, four years, I run a online Amazon company actually. Cool. So um, you know, we started out as just an Amazon product uh, with Goat, greatest of all time shoe cleaner, and I just I knew it could be more than that, you know. And I wanted to build something really, you know, more than just an Amazon product or a shoe cleaner. I wanted to build this lifestyle. I wanted to build a vision for the sneakerhead community. I didn't, and like I told you before, you know, there are other sneaker cleaners out there that are pretty good, but none of them was really, you know, painting that vision for that sneakerhead consumer. So I really wanted to, you know, build more than just the sneaker cleaner, you know, different kinds of events we're going to throw, the social good, you know, that we could do, teaming up with awesome people like MS Fit Kicks, you know, and other influencers out there and seeing what they could do you know, and what the brand could become. So this is, that's really, you know, the vision of our company. I really want it, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big, big, you know, it gets, I get like this energy from building things and seeing them, you know, blossom. And uh, I really, I have this really big vision for GOAT, um, greatest of all time. And I really want to, you know, make sure that we, we take it to the next level. But, you know, like I said, the different the approach that we're taking on this is it's really going to be the customers telling us what to do. You know, I want the sneakerheads to say, you know, this is the next thing to do. This is the next video we're going to make. This is like you came to us and said, hey, let's do this sneaker giveaway. You know, that's the kind of company I want to be. I don't yeah. want to be the one saying, hey, let's make this product. How do you like it? I want you to be like, yo, Morris, this is the product you guys need to make. This is the <laughs> event that you need to be at. You know, that's what's going to make us great because the customers are going to tell us what we should be doing. Yeah, that's dope. And I love the enthusiasm behind that. Like you yeah, can you feel like it, right? being. Yeah, exactly. I can definitely feel that. And I know, uh, Paul, with with your company, you probably you definitely have the same kind of enthusiasm. How did yeah. you get started and how did you say, hey, I don't want to just niche down into South Africa? Why, like what made you say, let's let's go into the States, let's go into uh, London and stuff like that? Well, um, we've been in performance-based marketing, my business partner and I, for the last uh, seven years. We've been running affiliate um, campaigns, um, Facebook and Google and all of that sort of stuff. We ran our own dropshipping e-commerce store. Uh, we formed our own brand once upon a time and experimented with that side of things. And then all of this sort of just um, came together. And um, with the, the pace of the industry, uh, we noticed that influencer marketing um, is booming massively. And there's a huge opportunity there, not just uh, to run ads through influencers, but to use their content in more creative ways and to actually use them to, to foster brands and to use them as a, a research tool to discover how to grow brands. So um, we noticed that, that opportunity and, and founded the brand army with that in mind. And naturally, because the performance-based um, marketing side of things has always been an international, it's based on the internet, uh, we've never really focused locally. So it was just a natural transition for us to look at the US e-commerce stores um, we used to go to a lot of conferences, um, the Affiliate World conferences in Bangkok and in uh, Berlin and in Barcelona. And we rubbed shoulders with a lot of the big guys over there who are running their e-commerce stores. So that was naturally our entry point into, the, into that world was in the international spectrum. So we just figured out a way to make it work and uh, started reaching out to international audiences and uh, companies. And that's where it all started. Yeah.
That's awesome. And and like everything that you guys have, I mean, both of you, your your own you have your own brands and you're doing some amazing things. What's what's the biggest what's the biggest things that drive you guys to wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm gonna continue to do this? Um, I I love hearing not just the money behind it, but it might be family, it might be this, it might be that, um, that drives you to make you wanna keep continue to keep building goat and greatest there greatest of all time and the brand army what makes you guys want to do each of those so i can speak for like both goat and for the brand army when i say that seeing content coming up on instagram that's created by somebody in america that was facilitated by a couple of guys in a room in cape town and seeing this awesome unique content coming up on instagram is an awesome feeling like that's something that really motivates me is just seeing this content flood onto our stream and it's it's all unique, it's all individual and it's, it resonates with the brand and it's all been facilitated remotely. I really like that that aspect. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, and, I, and, and just to touch on that a little more, it's yeah, it's exciting waking up not knowing really what, what's in store the next day. You know, yeah. waking up every day and it's a new surprise. So that definitely keeps me going, you know, just uh, just to touch on uh, something with the social influencers and just, you know, something that popped up and this was made me so happy. And it just like spurred this whole uh, idea was uh, recently we had a post from GC Kicks, uh, an awesome Instagram influencer. And uh, he had this whole concept behind the gold liquid and greatest of all time. And I'm like that. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? This is, that's, awesome. When I started go. This is what I was thinking of. I don't want to be good. I don't want to be great. I want to fucking be the greatest. And yeah. you know, the gold standard and, you know, as good as gold. And we're now going behind this whole concept of, you know, gold greatest of all time, true cleaner being as good as gold. Um, we're going to be good. Stay, stay tuned uh, for holiday time um, this year. We're dropping an awesome gift box. Um, and it's going to, I just thought of the idea because of this uh, campaign. And I, I, I spoke to Paul, but imagine this awesome uh, magnetic box that's going to open and the design of the outside is going to be a vault. And you're Ooh, gonna, that's dope. And it's going to be all like gold bars with all the different like products we're making. And we have a ton of new products coming out soon. So stay tuned. That's awesome. And seeing like everything. So it's, it's really cool to seeing from an outsider's perspective, just seeing like um, I've seen just a whole bunch of different accounts that I regularly engage with and I regularly like I follow them um, and repost their stuff here and there and seeing them actually embrace the brand. Uh, was something that one of the reasons why I reached out to you guys I was like hey um, the po it's almost like the power of the DM but it's also the power of hey I'm going to make sure that everybody else like I'm going to look at everybody else's content to make sure the stuff is authentic and it, it works and it's a brand that they want to work with and I can see that from every person that has a post with goat it's just they have really good content but then they also believe in it they believe in the product itself and that that there's something to say about that and there's something to say about the communities each of them build um, around their brand so if we're talking um, a specific influencer, everybody has these little communities that follow them, that regularly engage with their stuff. And it's, it's really, really cool just seeing how they just like, I, to be completely honest, I started my, my account, um, I believe it's like three or four months now ago. 
and it's grown like a weed, uh, but it's also, it's, it's been able, like I've been embraced by everybody who said, yeah, this is dope. Like you take some good pictures, keep reposting stuff. Uh, you'll grow. It's yeah. The sneakerhead community is ridiculous. And it's something I actually, so I talked with, um, Matthew Growney. He is, he does the, he handles the collaborations between Puma and these smaller designers and bigger designers. I mean, he handles the relationship between Jay-Z and Puma. And one of the things he did bring up was the, the fact that the sneakerhead community is young and willing to collaborate. And it's something that in other industries, like right now in the agency space, a lot of agencies look at us in Milwaukee and they think we're going to disrupt them. We're going to take their clients and we're going to run. And um, they view us less as somebody to collaborate with and more of competition. And a healthy competition is okay. Um, but if people, I'm not trying to compare the sneakerhead space to big business or anything like that. But if people decided, hey, it's time to take away the competition here and there and actually move into actually collaborating more. I feel like industries can learn a lot of, to, about this or just studying the sneakerhead space. And there's a ton. I mean, you look into, I've been looking into a lot of emerging markets. So um, India is one, there's a, a ton of influencers. There's a ton of um, people that actually do something out there and love sneakers. But it's funny because not a lot of people care and not a lot of people put up forth effort into that thing into that brand actually I, I came up on my facebook page the sneaker resale market is estimated to be worth two billion a year and is and is expected to triple by 2025 exactly and it's it's crazy isn't that crazy just the resale just the resale is two billion exactly imagine the money that i mean it's publicly traded so you can see but Imagine the money that Nike, Adidas, Puma, um, even if you look into the smaller brands and the brands that aren't worn that much, they're making money. And there's, I regularly on Misfit Kicks get um, targeted ads from these bigger companies um, or like smaller companies that are trying to get bigger. Um, so there's these footwear companies that are, are growing because of social media and because they're embracing the sneakerhead space. Yes, they're not a Nike. Yes, they're not a Jordan. Yes, they're not an Adidas or a Yeezy or anything like that. But seeing them grow and using that social, using social media as a tool and collaborating is is really really cool to see from the outside. And obviously, Paul, with you uh, moving like seeing that in in the influencer space and seeing how a, yeah. an influencer can you can lose a ton of authenticity when they promote like me if i if misfit kicks decided to promote a makeup or something like that it doesn't it's not authentic right how yeah, how important true. is it to stay authentic as an as as a brand but then as an influencer as well so that their community continues to engage so it's so interesting that you actually used uh, makeup as an, as an example because we've recently just onboarded a makeup brand and it's it's actually staggering to notice the difference in uh, the attitude of influencers in the sneakerhead space versus the attitude of influencers in the makeup space. So what you mentioned earlier is that the uh, sneakerhead community is willing to collaborate and that is 100% true. Like we have not had to spend a lot of money paying influencers. Uh, compared to the makeup space, like every influencer you approach, even if they have 1,000, 2,000 followers, they're expecting compensation. They don't really have a desire to collaborate. They're just about making a quick buck, 
Whereas in the sneakerhead community, there's this real authentic desire to create, to, to be creative, to um, use products, to experiment. And it, it just feels like it's, um, it's an ever-growing, ever-evolving industry. And the people, the participants in it are, are far easier to collaborate with and far more willing to get on board. And yeah, in terms of authenticity, it's a huge thing. Like um, our agency has, has started shifting our focus um, away from, from anyone with above 50,000 followers purely because the authenticity evaporates as soon as you get above those levels. It becomes, it's not, it's not 100% of the time, you do get the odd golden nugget influencer who's able to produce authentic, engaging content with over a million followers, but it's rare. What you find is that the, the smaller guys, the guys who are doing it because they actually like the product um, and doing it for the reason of wanting to create something, those are the content creators that resonate with the audience and create content that actually works. And not only that, then you can take this content and you can run it on paid ads. And that's the beauty of it because it, it converts so much better than the content that is shot in a photo studio um, by a professional photographer. Because this content is created by people who love the product and people who already know how to engage with your specific audience. So it's like a golden triangle um, engaging with the right types of influencers, the smaller ones who actually have the authenticity. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and Morris, I think a lot, there's a lot to be said um, for you trusting people that you may not have met. I mean, we haven't met in person. And yes, we've chatted over Instagram and everything like that. But I think there's a lot to be said uh, with you trusting these influencers and you and Paul trusting these influencers that may, I mean, that haven't met you before in representing your brand the right way what what was that one thing that said hey i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this well and i'm gonna trust these guys and these girls because um they're gonna make allow me to take that next step as a brand yeah so rule number one is even when i thought of the idea was i'm, ne I'm not i don't care about the price to make an item you know i would never sacrificing the quality of our product for a specific price point because that's not why i started the company I wanted to make this a brand that stood for making the greatest product. When I do my research, you know, that, that's what a sneakerhead is. You know, they will always want the greatest sneaker. What's next? What's next? What's next? And that's what I wanted our brand to stand for. So I was not really scared, you know, sending out our product because I knew what I put out there was tested, validated, and it's, it works. It, I, I knew it. So it wasn't a question that, you know, they, they were going to love this product and you know, when we're making any product, that's rule number one for us. I don't care what the price, and it costs an extra 50 cents to put it in a, in a better bottle. Put the extra 50 cents, you know, who cares? Yeah. It wasn't about that for me. Not, and, and other brands, that's their driver, I think. But for us, that wasn't what was our, our driver. Um, so that was number one. And number two was, you know, fostering that environment for our company where, you know, I wouldn't consider myself the biggest sneakerhead. Um, so I really, in order to make this company the greatest, I really knew that we had to team up with the best sneakerheads and the best influencers on Instagram to have them really become part of our team and really tell us what direction to go in. So, you know, with those two things together, I said, yeah, I, I just, I, I, had a, I had a very good, you know, gut feeling, you could say that you know, this is going to work. And this is, was, this is that direction that we needed to go in. That is so dope. And like, like I said, like I, I 
commend you for actually trusting these people because you you probably have never met them before or anything like that. And I love that trust that you place into them because at the end of the day, you know, um, you have to trust and you have to almost in a sense delegate to them so that your brand takes that next step forward. So I love that. Um, but moving into you guys as entrepreneurs and moving into like you guys as business owners or whatever founders, whatever you guys want to call yourselves, what has been the biggest struggle for both of you guys in starting these brands? Is it capital? Is it um, finding clients? Uh, I know when we first started, it was definitely capital um, because we decided to start a YouTube TV show and we were dumb and yeah. thought that was going to make us money. Um, but then when we started making money, we realized, okay, we have these good clients, but these are just one-off contracts. We need to start getting into retainer contracts and stuff like that. What has been your guys' biggest struggles? Paul, you want to take the lead? Yeah, sure. Um, geez, it's been quite a, quite a struggle because, as I said, we came from a performance-based marketing background where everything is done. You literally get paid to acquire a lead or you get paid to get a conversion. And it's pretty easy to just sit there and remotely do that. There's no contracts. There's no obligations. You do what, what they want you to do and they pay you per whatever they want you to do, per action, right? Mm-hmm. Moving into the agency space, it's been massively challenging from a number of, of areas in a number of ways, but also a lot more rewarding in a number of ways. But in terms of how challenging it's been, I think the biggest challenge has been honing the right message and finding the right um, target market um, for our clients and the right channel to communicate with them through. So, I mean, we've tested Facebook ads, which is where I found Morris, and we've tested um, LinkedIn ads. And eventually we um, realized that for the B2B space, the business to business space, um, Google is where it's at. So we basically restructured everything for that channel. But obviously that experiment, um, experimentation process and finding that, that winning channel um, was an expensive journey because you're buying all of this traffic, you're experimenting with different messages, trying to express um, your message to the right audience and it takes a while for you to get there. So I'd say the biggest challenge from our perspective has been finding the right audience and finding the right way to communicate with them. Interesting. Interesting. So on our end, luckily we had a successful Amazon business already. So we just um, were able to use funds from that business really to, you know, to fund the go the shoe care company. Um, but uh, the struggle that I have um, always since uh, I was a kid is I'm, um, I have like OCD and I also am super energetic. So I want to see results like now, you know, if things are not happening now, it's like, come on, what are we doing wrong? (laughs) Why isn't this working? Um, But, you know, as I, as I grow up, I, you know, I realized that, you know, in order to make greatness, it takes time. Um, So right now I think our, my biggest struggle is um, with Shopify. Okay. Uh, You hear, you hear a ton of people, Oh, doing a million dollars, 2 million, you know, uh, on Amazon, I know how to kill it, but off of Amazon with Facebook, and I guess that's why, you know, I, I hired Paul, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm asking him to help us, but when it comes to getting traffic to our Shopify site, that's definitely a struggle for me, um, and I, 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 I don't know how, you know, these other companies are, are really building off, off of the marketplace uh, sales. You know, I want to really figure out a way to grow that sales channel. That way, you know, you're not relying on other people and it's it's yours. Yeah, I would honestly, Morris, uh, in regards to Shopify, I would connect. He was one of our I think he was in season three. Um, 
one of my old coworkers, his name is Jacob Chandler. He used to, pretty pretty sure that he still uses or still runs the ads for, um, and runs the Shopify site for uh, Movement, the watches. Yeah, uh, but he he like knows Shopify like the back of his head. Um, it's ridiculous, and like he started his own T-shirt brand uh, that ended up being picked up by the Chicago Cubs on the World Series run. Um, so if you've seen it, uh, it was the try not to suck shirts and he did amazing work off of Shopify and I like, he will give you tips and tutorials all day. If you just like DM him, um, for Shopify specifically, I think he's an awesome dude, but I know, I know there's a ton of people that struggle with these. There's a ton of different platforms that you can use these days. And I feel like if you go on Google and type something in, if like, Kind of what you were saying, Paul. If you didn't spend money with Google, you're probably not going to be one of the top two um, up there. Or if your SEO isn't right, you're not going to be one of the top two up there. So that when I say, "Hey, I need to buy this," um, I'm probably going to go to Amazon rather than to your website or this or that. So what, like, with all the, in a sense, with the social media market being so cluttered, what kind of, what chose like? How did you choose Instagram to kind of say, hey, I'm going to push this rather than Pinterest, Facebook or anything like that? Um, well, I would say that a, a big element is the visual aspect of Instagram over the other platforms. And I think that the sneakerhead community and the and Goat as a brand, it's got this pristine, um, this, this powerful aesthetic that needs to be communicated in a visual way. And the, the obvious way to do that is through Instagram. It's the most popular um, image sharing um, social media platform. Um, it's where people go to look at cool things, right? Yeah. Like if I want to go and look at cool shit that I'm interested in, sorry for the language. Oh, you're good. <laughs> then I go to Instagram. Nice. Then I go to Instagram, right? Uh, yeah. So that's why I would say like it was the, the obvious choice for, um, for GOAT. And it's, it's where the influencers are. It's where the, the, the content creators and the trendsetters and the, the people who are speaking to the, the industry, that's where they spend their time and where, they're, where the coolest new content's coming out on. Like Facebook is being used more as a way to engage with your friends. And while paid ads work amazingly well on Facebook, in terms of organically getting your brand out there into the hands of, of people who resonate with your brand, I think Instagram is the way to do that 100%. And YouTube is another option, obviously, but I think that's the place to be, right? Yeah, I love that. And going back into like you guys as individuals, what like has was entrepreneurship and what you guys are doing like kind of your end all goal when you were in high school or like middle school? Did you say, hey, I'm going to be owning my own business or did you kind of just did it fall into your laps? Like for me, I used to work for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brewers here in, in Wisconsin, and um, sports was my end all goal. And when I finally graduated college and said, I'm in this industry, it sucked. It was terrible. Um, and I, like everything I had told my family since I was like 12 about, um, I realized was going to be a waste of my time. And it, this ended up happening. So what about you guys? What Was this your end all goal or was uh, did you have something else in mind growing up? For me, it was like a bit of a, it was more about what I really didn't want to do than what I really did want to do. And what I really didn't want to do was uh, sit behind a desk from eight until five doing stuff for other people that I didn't want to be doing. 
Um, so I, it kind of fell into my lap and luckily I managed to avoid that pitfall and, and ended up doing what I wanted to do. But yeah, that was my main driving force was like, I wanted to be a creator. I wanted to do something that was, um, that was what I wanted to do and that it wasn't just for the sake of doing it for somebody else's um, purposes because I can't operate with um, somebody else's motivations. It needs to come from within and I need to be doing it for the, because I want to do it. And even if I'm doing something like Go Chuke, it's, it's I'm building something at the same time. I'm building something that I have vested interest in as opposed to just sitting and being a cog in a machine. Love that. Yes, I, I think I all, you know, since I was in uh, college, I, I already started my first company. It didn't launch, but uh, we, we tried starting something. Um, and, uh, it, you know, that didn't work out on to the next. And it was yeah. just, I guess it was in my blood, you know, it was, I, I was always doing things on my own. I tried uh, working uh, as an, in, in college, I was an intern at a company and I it just, I, I got this feeling that I was just being underused, like, okay, do this today, do that today. And I'm like, I'm, I'm capable of so much more. I'm yep. sitting here doing this stupidity that you want me to do. I'm like, I felt so like, I don't know. I, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like I, I knew from, you know, the get go, I, I needed to do my own thing. Um, and uh, look, yeah, there's you, you get a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of pros. I think you, we all could say this, you know, but also there's a lot of things that people don't see of being your your own boss and, and doing your own thing. And everyone always sees the green, you know, on the other side. But yep. it definitely comes with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, cons as well you know a lot of uh, things that you're gonna have to deal with 100 percent. and a lot of people don't don't talk about those things right they they make they make entrepreneurs entrepreneurship look so sexy because anything that anyone posts and i'm guilty of it i'll post about a new client that we just got or a new speaking engagement that i just got or anything like that but i won't post about me fucking grinding and realizing damn i gotta make payroll what the hell am i gonna do go. like that type of stuff i don't post yeah. about that and i'm trying to do more of that but i don't want like i'm not gonna just put everything out there um but it's it's definitely interesting to see kind of the glamorization of of um entrepreneurship as a whole and it's something that we're we're kind of we see all the time and we catch ourselves a lot and uh, since we realized, wow, we're making this look glamorous and we've been grinding for over a year now and we're not nearly where we want to be or anything like that. So it's definitely interesting. But what's what's next for you guys? What's next for the brand? Uh, what's really cool that's upcoming? Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what, I mean, just from what Morris said already, um, I'm really excited to see, but do you want to allude into what you guys are doing next? Yeah, so I'll take the, I'll start on this and then I'll have uh, Paul uh, finish it up. But um, really, like I touched on before, our main focus is having, you know, teaming up with awesome influencers on Instagram right now, creating this kind of group, um, this exclusive group, you know, that's going to help us in deciding what's next, um, where we call it uh, Team Goat. You can take a look on our website. Um, and if you're interested in joining Team Goat, definitely um, hit hit up Goat Ambassadors on Instagram, or you could take a look at, I believe there's a form you could fill out on our website as well, GoTrueCare.com. Um, but really, we want to build on this customer-driven business where, you know, our brand is going to be your brand. 
you're going to tell us what to do. And it's not us saying this is what we're coming out with. You know, you're going to get the release before anyone else and say, eh, you know, it's not working so well. I don't know if we should launch this one. You know, yes. this I want I, I really want these influencers to to be for it to be their company, you know, yeah. to, and, and that's really what our, our culture is that we're building, you know, a company that's yours, you know, is you're going to be part of the group for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I'm extremely happy we connected, and I, I can't wait to see um, what other collaborations we're gonna be doing together, and For also sure. with uh, Brema. You know, let let's tell Brema to come through already with the team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've um, been following up with him. He's yeah. <laughs> I get I, it. I swear yeah. he's the craziest kid in the world. Uh, all good, all good. <laughs> but anyway, so that's really um, right now what our focus is on building this exclusive group. Um, and we have some awesome things in the works. Um, I'll have Paul touch on uh, some of them uh, now. Yeah, so I said to Morris yesterday when we were chatting, I said, who better to speak for the sneakerhead community than the biggest sneakerheads on Instagram, right? Because they're the ones who are creating the coolest content. They're the ones who are keeping up with the latest trends. So they should be the people to define the direction of a sneakerhead brand. So by the sneakerheads, for the sneakerheads. And that's where uh, the idea of Team Goat originated. And it's kind of, we're, we're working on weaving this influencer community into the brand um, slowly and organically in a way that it just sort of evolves together. As the sneakerhead community evolves on Instagram, the Goat brand evolves, and that's where Team Goat comes into, into play. And um, as Morris was saying, we've got the hashtag Team Goat going. Uh, we've got a private Facebook group being set up where we're basically going to use that as a, as a, as a place for um, the sneakerheads to discuss and to give their ideas and feedback and, and share with each other. Um, and yeah, as Morris was saying as well, if you want to become a, a part of that community, um, you should also DM goat underscore ambassadors on uh, Instagram. That's our specific um, ambassador profile where we deal with um, engaging with the ambassadors so, and building out those relationships. But yeah, I think that the real key to this whole, um, the way that we're evolving the GOAT brand is authentic relationships with influencers. We're not about one and gun, uh, big shot posts from paid influencers. We're more about rolling out a line. So we started off with some influencers, for example, with the uh, GOAT premium shoe care kit. And that's your standard kit. And we sent that out to a bunch of influencers and a bunch of them posted and some of them resonated better than others. So what we did was we went to those influencers and we were like, cool, we got these wipes coming out. There are this awesome new um, portable wipes that you can use to clean your shoes on the go. How about you try these out? So as we, as we roll out new products, we're rolling them out um, to the influencers who worked best for us in the past and slowly building out those relationships. And they start to know and start to get a feeling for what we're trying to do. And it comes through in their content. And the whole time they're giving us feedback and the product is evolving along with that. So yeah, it's a very organic process and it's quite unique, I feel. That's so, and I, I don't think I, I posted any pictures just yet, but I even wore the, the hat that Morris sent me to ComplexCon, um, which was dope. I had a lot of people ask me like, what the hell is that hat? And I, I ended up uh, turning it backwards and then people understood. Um, so it was like, you guys honestly treat influencers the way that influencers should be treated and like right now i have i also am kind of a small foodie in milwaukee i help out the local uh, restaurant scene and everything like that and that's something like it's a complete 180 the way they treat me for foodie compared to the way i'm being treated for misfit cakes 
And it's crazy. It's, it's honestly just nuts the way that um, I was treated like uh, for foodie. I think it's because these big, big influencers that Paul, you mentioned before, like they come in and say, Hey, I have this many followers. I should get this, this, and this, and this for free. And they expect that I'm going to be the same way. And that's not me. Like, Hey, like I just put out a post yesterday about some wings I had and they were just good wings. That's what I do. Like I just, I post about some food if I if I don't attack it when I first get the plate. And um, it's just, it's very interesting to see how you guys are authentically just actually caring about the influencers and letting them kind of tell you guys what's next. And it's, it's something to say for anybody that's listening that's in a different industry or anything like that that does do some influencer stuff. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's not about just the brand, the brand, the brand, or your product, your product, your product. You have to realize in order for these influencers to be authentic, they have to be themselves. And they you can't give them just, hey, you have to say this, this, and this, and give them a whole bunch of guidance. Um, yeah. If they if they believe in the product, at the end of the day, they're going to say some good stuff and they're going to promote for free, um, like I do for foodie, even though I still get treated like crap. Um, but <laughs> I, I honestly, guys, like this is this has been a really good conversation, and I I do want to ask you guys like, hey, where where can everybody find you, Paul with the Brand Army and Morris with Goat? Where can everybody find you, um, and where can they look for more uh, inform information about you guys? So Goat, you Goat Grace of all time, you could find us at GoatShoeCare.com. You could find us on Instagram at Goat shoe care and on amazon as well yeah brand army is uh brandarmy.com the brandarmy.com or instagram is the underscore brand underscore army and yeah influencer marketing needs come to us awesome and izzy izzy what i would like to do is you know for all those listeners that you got i want to give away some of the go shoe cleaner so Ooh, okay what do your listeners have to do in order to win how many and we'll give away like you know five of them how about that you know, this is what we're going to do. Um, anybody that is listening, they're going to have to like, obviously, um, like it, like the post or like um, like the YouTube channel, whatever you're doing. Actually, we'll do a post. We'll do an Instagram snippet as a giveaway. And then what we'll do is let's do like, tag a couple friends, and then take a snippet. Let us know what you actually learned from listening to the entire episode. And... Um, Let's connect as individuals. So if you guys need any shoe care, obviously hit up Goat. If you guys need influencer marketing, hit up Paul. I think this is going to be a dope relationship between the three of us. Um, and if, I mean, what we do differently on this is in six months, I would love to have you guys back on um, and see where you guys and see how the brand and where the brand army has, has grown um, are you in different industries? Are you have you blown up goat and now it's we're it's, gonna be able to tell us more about our brand than we'll be able to tell you in six months. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully. I, I think it's gonna be dope and uh, I would love to have you guys on in six months, but I I, I truly wanna thank you for jumping on with me today. And I I'm really excited to see where this brand is gonna go. Yeah, awesome. likewise. Thank you for having us, Izzy.